they had to figure out how to follow Jesus under the rule of the cruel Roman emperor Nero. Anybody remember Caesar? Okay, let me give you just a little bit about this guy. Um, he became emperor when his mother poisoned the Caesar family. How lame for him to get, right? And so um, after he finally got all of this power, he decided that he would rather live a playboy lifestyle than govern the country. So he appointed a few people to run the nation, right? And eventually, these people were like, hey, your mom is telling us to run things, and it's our job to run things. This is really a threat to us. And so she let them go. Yeah, probably. And, and so Nero decides, to make matters worse, to defeat his kids. No, I'm just kidding. You know, you know how kids are always going to want to do that, right? And um, he, uh, he decides that he's going to reinvest his life in drama and the arts. And nobody really thinks it's very great. And so he decides to set his city on fire. And as it is blazing out of control, rumor has it that he sat atop his garden and uh, looked at his burning city and hated it. Unbelievable, right? Now, obviously, this was a nation in uh, distress, <laughs> in tension, in polarization. And everybody needed an enemy to blame it on. And so Nero, being the good man he was, turned around and blamed Rome. The ones that were hiding in the caves and in the palace gardens got to Nero, and they were unbelievably mad. And so uh, Nero, while he placed this blame on them, uh, doing terrible things like using their bodies as torches for his garden parties, dressing them up in animal skins and having them send off wild geese, as these Christians were being put through the ringer again and again and again, Nero continued to do whatever he wanted to do. That's who's getting the credit. Sometimes we find it hard not to. If you're feeling the tension now, these people felt it deeply and painfully in their lives. How are they going to live for this God that they can't see face to face when they are being blamed for the worst thing that has happened to the city by the most powerful man in the world at that time? How are they supposed to live faithfully when everybody thinks they're public enemy number one? How are they supposed to be believers when everybody is looking at them as outcasts? These people got it. So, if you feel alone in this room, if you're feeling unworthy, this kind of twisting towards the future of God can be. In fact, this Peter who wrote this letter and sent it to these believers, he witnessed with his own eyes the arrest, the betrayal, the beating within an inch of his life, and the crucifixion of his Lord Jesus Christ. And the tragedy is, is that as he saw this unfold, this letter that we're about to read, that he understands that these people don't need to know that they're not worthy of what God has done for them. They've got an opportunity to turn around in the midst of all of the tension and live for their God. Not just to say that they believe and be cultural believers, but when put to the very test to actually live it out and to actually do it. 
And so if you were in the category previously of, yes, I feel judged, I feel cast aside, I feel like my faith isn't enough, this is for you a reminder to actually do something about that, right? Don't just put this upon yourself and say, hey, you're judged and cast and placed in this category. Take responsibility for that. So let's go ahead and read it. It's in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And it says this verse, and behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor it is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do, but you you are chosen and precious. And this chosen priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, Let's look at this piece by piece. Let's start in verse 3. It begins with, as you come to him. As you come to him. And I love this because this implies that it is a daily thing. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, I get up in the morning, I try to read my devotions, and I fall asleep because I was up all night working on fill in the blank, right? And so I try to pray and I try to be a good Christian, and like that's my daily spiritual thing. As you come to him implies that this is a continual, not linear down kind of relationship with him. This is something that is built upon day by day, something that doesn't happen overnight. You are not going to get it right the first time. In fact, as we'll see in a little bit, Peter messed it up. <laughs> I think he gets it right here, which is crazy. But, but there were a lot of times when he really messed up. This is a daily thing. It's not linear, but it's continual. And the beautiful thing about how he starts this out, he says, as you come to him, that means you. culture, that's the first step. You've got to come to him. You've got to evaluate what it is that you're laying your life out before him because what you face plant before is that. That word for worship all throughout the scripture, this proskuneo is this idea of face to the dirt. Laying down, laid out before, pelvis to the floor. What you lay your life out before is what God looks at. As you come to him, lay your life out Jesus 
take the Peter and Matthew and just give you these public views. I would probably be really embarrassed if that's where we went. He gives him this nickname, Kephas, which is stone in the Aramaic Hebrew, which later is Petros in the Greek. Peter, it means a rock, <laughs> stone, firm guy, right? But when we think of a stone, we don't really think of life. We think of something we can hurt ourselves on. A stone is something solid, cold, needing momentum to be able to work anything or push it off over the edge and go anywhere. It's not something that can last forever. And so lovingly, Jesus says to him, be still, you're Peter. So what kind of leadership do you want? anything you walk away from today, know this, you are part of leadership in this house. The same you that's invited to come to lunch at Sojourn on Saturday. And you might argue with me saying that like, you really don't know what kind of person I am without Jesus in my life. You really don't know the kind of things that I've done, the kind of guilt that I carry around, the kind of things that keep me up at night. I don't know that which one mystery, life with him, Sojourn Presby. That's what God has called you to, Sojourn and Presby. You see, this is the whole nature of the kingdom of heaven. This is the whole nature of what it is that we claim to be citizens of and be part of, is that those who are cast aside and rejected and thought of as useless and as hopeless and as common gravel on the ground, God calls Sojourn Presby. The kingdom of heaven has always been built with the people on the periphery. Those that everybody looks at and say, God can't work there. That's where Jesus is. Being built up daily as living stones in this holy temple. Back in the time of Jesus, the temple was this insane structure. 16 stories high, surrounded by this acre long, multiple acres long field of court around it. A stone wall about 17 stories high, a 20-ton lock, and the entrance of porticos, this four-lane highway to get in. This massive building where everybody thought was the only place to worship Yahweh. It's the one sacred and holy place that everybody thought was the best spot to gather with Yahweh and Jesus and his ministry. like living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ for it stands in scripture behold I'm laying in Zion a stone a cornerstone chosen and precious whoever believes in him will not be put to shame here's the thing if you as a stone is the temple what is he talking about Yeah, that's exactly who he's talking about. This is a prophecy of the Messiah, the one who has been predestined from the beginning, foundation of the earth, to be the one who comes and delivers everything. 
Remember I was telling you, that is the cornerstone. The standard of God by which all other things are created. I am not a builder, other than I go to church, and maybe you aren't either. You don't know what a cornerstone is. It is the one that starts it. <laughs> it's the one that you build everything else off of and around. That's Jesus. That's the cornerstone. And we all know how much God loves people. <laughs> I want to remind you, God is love. Do you know how much love there is in the Father for those who love him? How he would love to be there with you every same way that God the Father talks about his son, God the Son talks about his son. So what Luther said is that this is the imagery that was associated with the Old Testament saints. This religion, this ritual, this structure, this idea of priests and sacrifices and holiness and righteousness, that was associated with the people of Israel. So the people getting this letter are not Israelites. They're Gentiles. They are people that the Israelites had considered half races, pagans, subhumans, garbage. In fact, the Gentiles were not even allowed near the temple or in it. They were off in a separate place. And here Peter is purposefully using this imagery to tell these believers, God has chosen you, as God has gifted you to become part of his rescue plan for the messed up, terrible, rotten, broken, evil things of this world. You have a ministry. Each one of you. The reason that we have a scripture that is so diverse and so wide and so complex is because God uniquely on purpose has used the personalities of every one of these apostles to tell us who we really are. You are the way you are because you can become a Quickly changed. I know that what we claim to believe in is a little outlandish. I know that saying that we believe in a God who stepped into the world in physical form and died on our behalf so that we could be in the presence of the maker of the universe, I know that sounds like a lot. But let me tell you, it comes at a cost. And once we get outside of this sterling bubble and into the real world, you will see just how much the cost of Christ is. The world doesn't want you. Those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. 
and they found them stumbling. They laughed in their tents. They stumbled because they disobeyed the word and they neglected what he was doing. I imagine Peter writes this remembering. I imagine Peter writes this remembering his big mistake that he denied even knowing Jesus. Because after all, he knew God. And, and the thing I love the most about Peter is that when he was just a disciple, he kind of would get knee deep into something and he'd start sleeping on it, right? He would get out of the boat, he'd see Jesus off the distance, there'd be this beautiful intimacy and faith, and then he'd realize, wait, <laughs> he'd start to sink, right? Or, you know, he follows Jesus, Jesus is like, no, we have to go through Samaria. I know that you think that they're terrible, and I, I really wish your racism wouldn't get in the way of my ministry right now, but you're going to have to go with me here, right? And so Peter's like, okay, <laughs> I trust you. Let me tell you, if you want, I will call fire down from heaven and consume the entire village. He gets knee deep into something with Jesus, and then he freaks out, and I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm okay with approaching God as I come to him. I'm okay with being called chosen and precious and to make me feel real good. I'm okay with knowing that I won't be put to shame. I'm not okay with actually doing anything that I say I believe in <laughs> because it makes me feel bad. So here we see in Peter this time of remembering. The Peter that speaks the greatest letter was Peter's greatest failure, right? Denying even knowing the Jesus that he said, I will go to the grave with you before you, I'll find you even though God thought it was easier, right? Had kind of a blunder when three times he says, no, I, I, that guy, no, right? I imagine that it's hard for him as he's trying to lead this church to share his weakness. You, <laughs> being chosen and precious, being a building block of the temple, you need to be able to share your weakness. proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. This is the gospel. different we are, we can find a place at the table of Jesus. 
And let me tell you, look around this room. If these are people that you would not go to the cross for, these people here that you share every day with on this campus, if these are people that you do not love, you don't love Jesus. Because this is the church that he gave you. This is his bride. If you don't love every person sitting in these seats, you have hardened your soul to this amazing gospel. God is looking for people who can all Separation to be transplanted out of the way you've brought you near so that you can proclaim the excellencies of God. At the very beginning, this was our job. Fill the earth. There was beautiful, perfect relationship with God and his people, with God and his creation, his plan, with people and people and people and people. It was a beautiful going to let God be the one who defines what is good and evil or will you trespass into his role make it your job get out of your lane and get into his and be your own God and because they chose themselves and made themselves their own God separation ensued and the work of the enemy finished in the garden them with the excellencies of God.